Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That's it is. And it's also a podcast about surviving coronavirus. Folks, Ashley and I are actually podcasting from two separate bubbles. Uh, if you've seen the movie Bubble Boy, uh, we have constructed plastic bubbles with little arm things so that we can still give each other Christian side hugs while in the bubbles. We can move around. Lily is also in a little bubble. She is basically in a little ball that you would uh, think that maybe a hamster ball or a gerbil ball. Um, and she's been running around in there. And what we do is drop little pellets of dry food in there. And uh, then we drop little pellets of Slim Jims in our bubbles. And that's how we've been eating uh, since uh, uh, we are in like a double state of emergency in New York City as we speak. I gotta say, it's cute as hell, Lily in that little bubble. Oh my God, it's so cute. She does do poopies and pee in there that's the only hard part so we have to sort of figure out a better way to drain it but other but than that we're doing the same thing in our bubbles exactly doing so. poopies and peepees and draining it <laughs> we actually have ashley has have uh came up with a great idea in our bubbles we are putting litter boxes in our own bubbles we have enough room um it's tough uh we thank god the roku uh, it has an app on your phone so we can control the Roku through the bubbles and we don't have to share the remote control. And actually what happens is we just keep changing who whatever the other person is watching. That's it's a, the only... It's a lot of fun. It's a game that doesn't ever have to stop. Yes. But um, in all serious guys, in all seriousness... <laughs> in, in all serious guys, and, and I'm talking about every serious guy around here. In all seriousness, we are reporting live from New York City yes. during a very strange time it is strange you know um ashley suggested maybe we go back and listen to last monday's episode because i know we kind of mentioned coronavirus for the first couple of minutes or actually i think it's insensitive to call this coronavirus i think we're supposed to be calling this co the covid 19 mm. virus um because coronavirus is also like sars and like a bunch of other things yeah it's an umbrella term because apparently if you look on the back of like a uh, a bottle of 409 or like uh fantastic it Lysol. says it says like good for coronavirus right and uh how's that work but anyway um I think uh, Ashley was wondering if we were maybe being a little insensitive about it, but I just know that we were being more flippant and we were kind of talking about how like, oh, there are all these people freaking out and like, we don't give a shit. We're, we're high-fiving. We're hanging out. I think we didn't, I don't think we said we didn't give a shit. I, I think it was something like that. But I do know that our friend, uh, by the way, we did not go back and listen to it. We did um, not. Instead, what we decided to do. <laughs> was sit around our house, eat burritos, and right now pour ourselves glasses of rosé. That's right. We're drinking rosé. Virtual clink, clink to anybody else out there. And we are drinking rosé from Vanderpump Las Vegas glasses that my mother, Donna, provided for us when she made the trip out there. Thank you so much, Donna. We have, we're drinking rosé out of rosé-tinted glasses. They are dope. And they are they, so dope. They were the first time that Nick and I ever realized that you can drink wine out of something other than a mason jar because really that's what we've been doing and at home. Before the mason jars, I was drinking straight out of jelly jars. So yeah. uh, it's been a progression. It's a nice step up. Uh, God forbid someone comes over, though, because we only have two. Only got two. <laughs> and, and in these times, you're not sharing. You're, you're not, not sharing. sharing. No, no, no. So, well, okay. So last week's episode, we talked about a couple of things. We talked about a friend who was getting super prepared. Yes. And what we thought about that. Yes. And we talked about how I was feeling a little under the weather. Yes, we did talk about that. Because I had been kind of sleepy. Um, I mentioned I was a little sleepy. And 
those, uh, I, I was sleepy for a couple of days and then I woke up and I, well, I didn't actually wake up. It happened Sunday night. I just, I realized I was sick. Ashley has been full on fucking sick through this entire experience. And I don't know how many listeners we actually have in New York City or in places where the quote unquote pandemic uh, is laying waste to uh, the society. New York City, uh, if you guys, at this moment in time, which is, we were recording this actually on Saturday, the Saturday before it drops. Saturday the 14th. We are the largest, we have the largest amount of known cases of this thing. So I I think, and we also are living in New York City, where people are literally living on top of one another. So to to say the least, it's, it's been a little bit of a kind of craziness, you know? Well, I, I would, I think we should really talk about like what the city is like because right. it is it is odd um go for it well i just wanted to say that so in in your town if somebody has a cold like ashley does sniffles a little cough you know no fever no it it, it may be just like where people are like man it's fine but with ashley sitting around here now i'm like it does ashley have does ashley have the coronavirus i don't know i've if- had a head cold <laughs> For I and I have been as soon as I realized I had a cold, uh, you know, I talked to Nick and we agreed that I should self quarantine because even though I didn't have any of the symptoms of a flu, no fever, I didn't actually have a cough. I had just been really stuffed up, like very stuffy, um, very tired, and just you know, your basic boring ass cold. You've had one before, but the fact of the matter is, is that you don't all any virus any cold anything like that everything if you have anything at all you have to self-quarantine because you're just trying to stop the spread of disease that could you know land 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 somebody in the hospital right because even if it isn't coronavirus you still need to keep the hospital beds open and so disease as a whole needs to be contained and so i have been self-quarantined i'm on day six people Okay, I woke up this morning feeling a lot better. Um, you know, I would say I'm a lot better today, a lot better yesterday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, just full on bum ass cold, blowing my nose, being a, a droopy little mess, feeling sorry for myself. You know, just being being cold during having a cold during a pandemic is terrifying because you keep thinking like well is it COVID-19 and then you think about going to get tested and you look into it and you discover that there no, no one's going to test you unless you have the symptoms so then you're like I just got to keep waiting and see if I have the symptoms they haven't arrived I don't know what else I got to say besides the fact that I've been really bored yeah, it's been boring. I have have had to work from home uh, on Friday. I worked from home, um, and truth be told, I have a job that really requires me to be in an office to do it. Um, and I think the powers that be realized that, and I did not receive one email <laughs> during yeah. my work from home day. Well, you can say you work in television. I and do. It's... I work in television, and it's getting strange. Um, I am uh, working on a television show that is a game show. 
that is going to uh, air on a network, a major network. And uh, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say about anything about any. I don't want to talk about like what's going on internally as far as like their preparations for this. But uh, I work in a building where live daily live shows happen. Major network. On, one a, of the top on a major three. network where live shows happen during the week, morning shows, afternoon shows. Those shows have been put on hiatus by themselves. There has not been any, um, there hasn't been any, anybody who's been through the building who, so far, who has tested positive for anything. So our buildings are open. You can be there and it's to the, it's up to the discretion of the people that run the shows uh, based on what they do with their staff. It's a show to show basis, basically. It's on a show to show basis. A few shows who are daily shows um, have decided to go into repeats. I am a show that is in pre-production that is preparing to can uh, to pre-record a an entire season worth of television in one whole week that happens the second week of April. So we're in pre-production. It's a very important part of our production because this is where people, it's a game show. There are celebrity guests that come on this game show and there are um, contestants and the writers are preparing questions and they're putting all of the pre-production stuff in motion right now to prepare us for a week in which we are going to be recording five shows at minimum a day from a Monday to Friday basis and one week. And one of those days is six shows. Now, that show has a live audience, as most uh, game shows do. And at this point, we, I think, have decided there will not be a live audience for this show, Mm. um, which will already make it strange. Mm -hmm. And now it's about whether or not these studios that we are uh, filming in stay clean uh, long enough for us to make it to this week and record this network game show that um, a company owns and they have dumped millions and millions of dollars into. Millions of dollars. So my bosses are trying to stay afloat as as long as possible. And part of the thing that they're telling people to do is if you're not needed, you are to not be there, basically. So if you can work from home, work from home. So we did that on Friday. And now it's up to them. This is Saturday, as I said. I'm going to text around tomorrow on Sunday and see if we're good for Monday. But I assume that we will be, and I assume that I am going to be traveling on the subway there and back uh, all week next week. And it's going to be its kind of like jumping into a Petri dish um, on the subway. Subways are notoriously disgusting, okay? And, and I don't know if you've ever been on one or not, but it, when they are packed, you are touching people, you're full body touching people at times. And you're also, in order to, if, I mean, if you're a lucky 12 people that get seats on a, on a subway car, um, great. But if not, you're, you are now on a moving platform that you have to hold on to something. Mm-hmm. And so all of that stuff is pretty disgusting to hold on to. I mean, I'm on the subway and last week before, it got ramped up in the past in the latter half of the week i was seeing a couple of people on every subway wearing masks and whatnot um i have not resorted to masks what i have resorted to is i'm wearing little gloves not rubber gloves but like little winter gloves uh just so when i hold things i'm I'm not touching them with my actual hands that's about as far as i'm i'm dealing with the whole situation and but you'd be uh, you know uh, as ashley was saying before which i want to get into now so there's all of this you know we The state of New York declared a national emergency one week ago. Mm -hmm. 
the city of New York declared a national emergency about three days ago. So we're like in a double state of emergency. And then and then the country just declared yeah. a state of emergency one day ago. Yeah. So we are in uh, the hotbed of all of this stuff. There's the most cases going on. And you go on the news and you, you hear about all of this stuff and about how it how we're at the beginning of this. And, you, and you, you know, if you watch CNN or any cable news, they're making it sound like it's, it's really the apocalyptic uh, conditions. Now, what happens when you walk out on the streets, Ashley Brooke Roberts? It's like a spring break party. There's like people roller skating down the street, open people openly drinking and smoking weed. Like yeah. I, we've, we've, which is normally happening in New York City. But what happens is people get cooped up in the winter, and then when it the the weather breakes, it just so happened that this has lined up with the nicest few days we've gorgeous. had in months so part uh, even though i have been self-quarantined i have like taken a few walks around the neighborhood a couple of times just because you have to leave the house and get some sun on your face or you will lose your mind so yesterday nick and i had like a nice little date walk together we went and got coffee we sat on a bench and we ate a cookie okay it was very nice we watched the neighborhood happen everyone's running around playing with each other as if it's some sort of um, the most the beginning of spring or something, you know, as if there's not an apocalyptic pandemic happening. It's um, quite remarkable. I mean, you're you're staring at your television or your laptop for hours and hours. And you're like, should we go outside? Yeah, let's go outside. And we go outside. Make sure we stay eight feet away from everyone. Yeah. If someone's walking down social us, distance, if there's someone's coming down our way on the sidewalk, we should cross the street to the other side of the sidewalk. And you walk outside. There's as Ashley said. There's lit. We literally just watched people roller skate down the block, um, hand in hand. And then you go up the block, and we have a we have a fun bar on the corner of our block, and people are out there partying with their dogs. And and it's gorgeous. It's Picnic a gorgeous tables. Saturday. I mean, it's gorgeous out. I mean, the sun is shining. People are having a good time. Uh, people have boom boxes out. You know, there's people playing music on the street. I mean, it. It, it it's the it uh, is it the resiliency of New York City? Is it the um, ignorance of New York City people, or is it the fact that? Uh, it hasn't gotten to our part of Brooklyn yet. I don't know. what What's going on? I, I don't know. And I also wanted to make the comment that yesterday when we were on our walk, we saw two different groups of people drinking Coronas. Yes. I, I'm hoping, ironically. I'm hoping, it ironically. It very interesting. People sitting on their steps, sharing Coronas, smoking yeah. cigs. That's another thing. Is like people are just, they everyone has just nosedived into their vices. It Smoke feels them if like. you got them, folks. Literally, there was just like a group, like seven people on our street the other day, yesterday, who were smoking weed and they were just sharing like a one hitter, passing it around. It's like seven of y'all are going to share that thing. I know. This is, uh, we're at the point of this uh, virus where it's pretty safe to say, puff, puff keep you don't pass no it. pass it i'm not don't even shaking it. hands no way nick will not hold my hand <laughs> even if i wash it we've bumped elbows a couple times yeah he's maintained a, well, self, a safe and, distance i mean truth be told blowhards you know ashley i've told her like uh, here's what's crazy okay i have literally been waiting to start my new position at this job for a bunch of weeks now 
and I just came off a job. I had about a month off, and it was like the week, the Monday that I have to now commute to the heart of New York City every day and stay in a office building that has so many people coming through it is literally the Monday after New York State has a state of emergency. And it's like, I'm required to be there for the next few months. And it's like, fuck, it, it makes me... So I am been begging, been begging Ashley, please, just let's keep a social distance. I know we're betrothed. I know it. But, you know, Ashley loves me so much that it doesn't matter... She's got to she's got to get her little touches in. She's got to snuggle up. You know, that's not true. When I'm sleeping in the bed, she snuggles by me. I see it. And I'm putting up walls. I'm telling her, you know what, Ashley, I think I'm going to take this meal in the bathroom tonight. I think that's where I'll be eating my meal. Nick's been eating a lot of cheeseburgers (laughs) on the toilet. Yeah, the diet's out the goddamn window. I mean, I we start stocking up on food, I guess, um, Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday, Nick brought home. Thursday. Well, Thursday's when I went to the grocery yes, store, yeah, yeah. which was hell, and yeah. I wouldn't I didn't did not want to be there at all and I felt like I shouldn't be there and I felt very strange there and I just was kind of in and out. I got I didn't get everything that we needed. Um, but on Wednesday Nick came home with a toddler sized bag of rice. Um it, like like not how much a toddler could eat, but like the size, the size of a, a four year old. It feels like we have a child <laughs> in the kitchen that's just hanging out on top of our fridge. And three cans of black beans that are as big as our head. It's like crude oil size, <laughs> you know, barrel of beans. So we had that. And um, then Nick started freaking out on Thursday. He's like, you got to go to the grocery store before five o'clock and get frozen pizzas uh, because <laughs> the grocery store is going to get crazy well, I'm when s- people get off of work. My boss. So I went. Yeah. yeah, I just, I, I went, I was in and out very quick. I got two frozen pizzas and I had to eat one of them immediately because it wouldn't fit in the freezer. <laughs> it's like, but I'm like, Ashley, please, could you go and get us some food? We need to stock up before everybody gets crazy. And Ashley gave me a, Ashley just dropped a whole bunch of her note, but Ashley's been journaling like it's uh, literally the end times. Gotta keep a record. She dropped like 17 books on the ground just now. But uh, I, I, by the time she was like, okay, I'll go. I'll make it. I'll make sure we get some stuff. And I call her on the way home. Like, how'd you do? She's like, I got three frozen. I got two frozen pizzas and they don't fit in the fridge. So I had to cook them. I'm eating them. I'm like, what else you get? That's it. It's like, oh, great. Ashley got three frozen pizzas and she's eating them already because they don't fit in our fridge. Well, I didn't feel comfortable being in the grocery store. It was too many it. people around. And like, I have I mean, a weakened you don't, immune system. You don't have the goddamn coronavirus. I know that for a fact, but I mean, we don't know that for a fact but i assume the other thing is i've been around you for weeks now or a week while you were sick i'm not sick yeah so i, I wish i could get tested but they literally will tested, not test me they will not test no they me. won't because you don't have any symptoms of coronavirus and also they're like you have not been exposed to anybody that has coronavirus those are the things that you need those are the prerequisites yeah. couldn't you lie I guess you could lie, but wouldn't that be a disservice to it like would be. It's the, like those people who citizens? are who are like stocking up on toilet paper. Yeah, like I don't want to take away resources from someone that might need it. It's just annoying when you are sick during a pandemic because you want someone to tell you that you don't have the thing. But you, you know, know what? We've uh, we've taken some liberties in this pandemic, and we've we, you know it's a good time for a pandemic. All the streaming services that you have. Oh and- my god, I've watched way too much television. I'll never watch television again after this week but just going off actual the testing thing we i know someone who was exposed to the the virus and they um have a cold 
they have a cold and they were exposed to the virus like two weeks ago and uh, medical systems will not test them because they don't have any of the symptoms because the cold symptoms and the flu symptoms are different enough where you have to exhibit, you have to have a fever and you have to have that cough respiratory thing. I mean, truth be told, folks, uh, it's based on the fact that we were not, uh, as a country, uh, quick enough to uh, prepare for these things or we would already have all the tests. At this point, it seems like everybody's going to be able to get tested in the next week or so. I don't know how it's going to go. but. And one more thing. I've had three friends who thought they've had it, and they've just had allergies because, again, it has been the nicest three days. So, like, spring allergies are kicking in, and people are like, oh, my God, I had to go home. My eyes were red, and I was sneezing, and then they were like, I took Claritin. I'm okay. I'm like, okay. You got to watch out, folks. And I guess I understand them not testing everybody, you know, because of situations like that. There's a lot of hypochondriacs out there. Yeah, but you have to test everybody. I want to be tested. We all need (laughs) to be tested. I mean, there's, I don't know, uh, 400 cases or something going on in New York City. That means there's 10,000. Do you know? It's it's the amount of people that have it and they just don't know they have it. It's, I'm at a point where I realize that everybody's going to get it. And that's the end of it. It's just like you get it. If you're old, if you're at a certain age, you're older or sick, you might die. But hopefully yeah. we just keep the beds open for the folks that need to be in there. And and, and that sucks. That's terrible. And uh, it's going to be, it's scary. And it's going to be even more scary. But for the rest of us, eh, Festivus. You know what I mean? We're, we're just going to be living in our homes watching fucking uh, streaming services. I'm so bored it with is boring. television. Nick keeps trying to get me to watch television and I'm like, no, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I'm enjoying it. I did it for three days. I did it for three or four days before you showed up. Yeah. Okay. So another thing that sucks about having a cold is that you're not like your brain's not all there. You got like you got like a cold brain. You're kind of out of it. You know, you're just kind of like, you know, uh, Often up blood. Nick. Oh, sorry. But it's like I'm not doing any work. I'm not like writing or anything because I'm just kind of napping and watching stuff. By the way, I only have one more episode left on Love Island and I cannot watch it. What the hell is going on I in the can... season of Love Island that you've been watching? This has I been... cannot watch you it. You can't watch it because you can't bear to end it. Correct. So when I watched you watch the penultimate episode of Love Island, yeah. um, we had a, we had two gentlemen who were doing a like a rap together while they were taking an outdoor shower together and looking at each other's penises. Chris and Kim. And so what's going on in Love Island season three? I know we're up They're to season like five. They're just like best but friends. You're... It's very cute. And you love Kim. I love Kim. I love Chris too, but you, I love Kim. You love these gentlemen. Yep. And how does it feel to be on your own journey of a reality show that I'm not involved in? What it's, you, it sucks. It sucks. You don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I don't like it because I don't have anyone to talk to about it. And I feel like I'm going through all these emotions, especially with Love Island, because there's so many episodes. You really feel like you get to know these people in a, a very real way. Like, I understand. It's almost like real time. It is real time. Yeah. They're, they're, they're releasing the day before the day of in the UK. Or the day before the next day, whatever. But it's like, I understand how these people become like superstars in the UK because you really feel like you get to know them. Do you see yourself jumping into the following season after this? No way. Why? I'm out. I'm out for two reasons. One is because this show takes too much time. Okay, we're talking 50 episodes, 51 plus the reunion. That's two days of my life, two full days of my life. Right. There's 48 hours in two days. Um, So it's like I can't devote that much time to a show like this again. And also on top of that, 
I just don't I don't like the feeling of be of like feeling like emotionally involved with these people. You don't feel you don't want to have the feels when it comes to to people you don't know on a different uh, continent. One hundred percent. Like but I got that, it for this group. Isn't that great entertainment though? I got it for this group. I love these people. I'm gonna follow them forever on Insta. You know, it was a wild ride. I don't want to. I don't want to make a new group of friends. Ah, uh, that's bullshit. What the hell? That's bullshit. Why? If you enjoy this, you should keep supporting it. Don't you want to be, don't you want to see the other friends? Why wouldn't you want to make new friends? No, this is my group. No, that's horseshit. No, this is my main group. So, okay, let me ask you some questions about uh, season three. Because season three brings us um, uh, Georgia, who yep. is on the challenge in, yep. in America, and also Theo, who's on the challenge in America. Oh, yeah. And anybody else from our MTV reality uh, universe? No. Um, okay. So can you tell me a little bit about, Are th- is this their debut on reality television, the both of them? It might be. So can you I tell me, know, though. can we talk, Can we, who came first, Theo, Theo or Theo Georgia? Theo came first. So can we talk about what Theo's like persona is on um, Love Island? And He's fucking bad. He's a villain. He's a villain. He tell comes me, in explain, hot explain. like a villain. Um, he's just kind of cocky. He comes in, he breaks up a couple right away. And then one of those, uh, one of the people from the couple is sent home and the girl that he's coupled up with is crying. And he very publicly is like, if you love him so much, you'd leave too. You'd leave too. He's like taunting her. The rest of the house turns on him. He makes a lot of, he's being, he's coming across. I know it as him being sort of confident and like his funny side hasn't come out yet but do you know like when he first showed up on war of the worlds and he taunted ashley mitchell uh yes and that's ashley's infamous i'm rich yeah the first time she dropped that yeah do you remember how he was taunting her and he was just kind of well he he i believe he called he said he looks he reminds her of the she reminds him him. she sounds like the the um uh eminem's mother in eight mile yeah yes and he's just doing, doing stuff like that. What what specifically? On can Love you Island. Um, he, he, oh my God. I don't know if he does this to in front of any of the other Love Islanders, but like he did it in a confessional. He's very good at impersonating and like making fun of people. He just is. And in a confession, he did like a, a confessional, an interview. He was kind of mocking the way that this guy you know, flutters his eyes and rolls them and stuff. And it was very spot on. I mean, as a viewer, he was very fun because he came in the house and shook it up. If someone was in the house, I could see them being put off by him just because he's a little aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Threatened by him a bit. Threatened for sure, for sure. All the guys, the guys start liking him though. Like Chris and Kim, my two guys that I love, they immediately are like, hey, Theo, what do you want to do? We're on your side. We back you, man. Yeah. Like they like him. They like start conspiring with him and stuff. But the public eventually votes him out. So he's not a fan favorite. No, not at all. Interesting. Okay, what about Georgia? I mean, does uh, is she as fun and as sweet as she is on uh, Georgia's show? incredible. She's um very much herself. She comes in, she stirs up shit immediately by accident though, and um how? So she breaks up this couple. It's Kim and Amber. They're like the number one couple in the house. And then like a couple of days before Georgia comes on the show, um Kim had asked Amber to be his girlfriend, but. 
Georgia is secluded, so she doesn't know that because they like they hold people in like hotels so that they don't see the show a couple of days before they go on the show. Because like that, like the rest of Britain, they've been watching this live, right? So like when you come into a house, because people keep coming into the house throughout the season, and when you come in, you're like, oh my god, my mom loves you, you know, like um, you've seen these stories, you know who you think you'll get along with. Like Georgia was like, I think I'll get along with Liv, who's one of my favorites in the house. My favorite girl in the house. So do you feel like um, she came in? So you're saying, well, explain the fact that she came in hot. Okay, so she came in hot. So she got, it was like a recoupling when she came in. And because she was the new girl, she got to pick first. And she picked Kim. And she broke up Kim and Amber, who are the it couple. And she didn't know that Kim had just asked Amber to be in a relationship. And so Amber is just like, what the fuck? Like, Amber's all upset. And like, she's, you're going to couple up with him? He's my boyfriend now. Like, respect that he's my boyfriend. And George is like, I didn't know. And then Amber's pretty rude to her like right up top she, you know her reaction is really rude and then georgia goes over and talks to her and is like so what you're just gonna she's like i didn't know that like i just went with what i was feeling so what are you just gonna be mean to me now i'm in the house this whole time like you're just gonna be shitty to me and it was just it felt very authentic georgia i yeah. know georgia from the challenge and this was the same person and that was cool that's because it was a different format that allows that feels good to me i'm i'm i i'm happy Happy that she's not some sort of villain because I I find her to be such a sweetie pie on our show, the challenge. Yeah. Um. And uh, so throughout the season, I mean, does she make real connections with people? Does she she, could, she a coupled fan up favorite? with a guy named Sam, who's like um a Scottish boxer who is 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 a funny character. Um, all of the girls think he's too aggressive with his tongue when they're making <laughs> out, and he does not believe in evolution. So they couple up and then they get voted out of the house. That's interesting. Does, uh, um, so basically Sam is a clown type character. He's a beloved clown and Georgia and him couple up and they're cute, but then they get voted out of the house, which was bound to happen because she came so late in the season. So it's not, it wasn't a huge surprise. Yeah. And anybody else that you, uh, any other notables uh, on the show? Uh, well, I uh, love Liv, Olivia. Mm -hmm. um, I She's my favorite on the whole season. Yeah. You were telling me about her. You said that we need to get her over in the States. Yeah. I tried to, I was texting a friend that is like, I guess, semi-famous and being like, can we use your fame to befriend this person? Yeah. And, and they were like, I don't think so. But if we ever go to England, I'll look them up. Yeah. Um, because I just am like starstruck by them. I find them to be very funny very real um and that's really what is like so interesting about love island because you are like forced to couple up with someone right it's and like you're like sleeping in a bed with them you're making out with them it seems almost impossible to hide who you really are yeah and so the people who are um like the most themselves seem to get the farthest on the game but it's interesting because i'm like going on this board this show came out in 2017 so if i go on like any type of love island forums olivia seems to have been hated during the Why? time that this um show was airing because she like she it's misogyny she's like bounced around from a couple of guys until she ended up with chris and like seems like people didn't like that and and stuff like that but she's very funny she coins terms she um her they had like a talent show in the house mm -hmm. and her she's chris's girlfriend and and kim's uh-oh lily's scratching the lily couch just scratched the couch yeah 
Yep, yep, yep. Lily, what do you have to say to your, for yourself? Um, but fucking oh, Lily, man, I can't wait to talk about Lily. They have a talent show in the house, and Amber, who is Kim's girlfriend, and Olivia, who is Chris's girlfriend. Chris and Kim are the best friends. Yeah, they roast everybody with jokes, and it's funny. They're it good. Funny. Olivia's good. Yeah, she's good. At she's it. good. She's fun. I like her. She's ballsy. Um, I think she's great. Uh, can, can I say something quick about Lily? Yeah, go ahead. We've been calling Lily Adam. Well, let's talk. I was going to bring that up later. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Before we, we break and we talk yeah. about the shows that we watched this week, Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, our reactions to the next season, the upcoming season of the Challenge trailer. Yeah. Do you remember, do you recall the name of the show? Uh, it's War of the Worlds 3. No, it's called like Bug Out Plan or something no, like that. No, it's War of the Worlds 3. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'm going to find out. Folks, it's actually called... Uh, the challenge total madness. Yeah, but it's the third part of the war of the uh, world. They don't trilogy. say that. They don't say that anywhere. They don't say that anywhere. So, um, Ashley and I just uh, during our little quick uh, break, we um, we rewatched the trailer. What What are your thoughts on on the trailer? I'm not that interested. What? I mean, I'm excited. It's the challenge. I love it. It's my favorite show on television. Yeah. But like the way that the trailer is edited, it's like Johnny giving a speech. I'm not interested in Johnny. I. Show me more of Kayla. Show me more of sure, Corey. Sure, Kayla's back. Kayla's Corey's back. back. That's exciting. Corey's back. But Those are the trailer people. itself just seemed, I don't know, it, it was like faux suspense. I di- it didn't get me pumped like it was intended to get me pumped. How do you feel about the fact that it's like in a bunker? I think that's cool. I don't know how I feel about the twist that you have to win an elimination. I like it. You do? I do because it adds another level to the game. And I believe what they're trying to do is just subvert what happened last season. Right. Where an alliance takes, yeah. um, dictates an entire game. it's just game. like you can't do anything about it. I, I really do like that because that was bumming me out about the last season. Now, I think what you're feeling is War of the Worlds. It's a war motif. And also you're seeing the British folks. But... Um, this is split up between rookies and veterans. I didn't even see Kyle. I love Kyle. Is he even on this season? We're going to find out because I think what we're going to do before we take a break. And by the way, folks, we watched, um, we had uh, two episodes of Survivor to report on. So the last two episodes we watched, and we're going to talk a little bit about it on the second half of the step. And also, Ashley and I watched three episodes of Disney Plus's reality show, which is called Encore. And yes, there's an episode that heavily features Chelsko. What? 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 Yes, uh, and we're going to talk all about all about that. But uh, since we got the challenge and we do a lot of challenge stuff, we figured we will go through the cast real quick. So um, check out the entire lineup divided by veterans and rookies. So it's veterans and rookies. That means you're going to have people mixed. It's that not... is cool. That is cool. Yeah, of course. Um, but my thing is like Nani's never going to make it to a final if you have to win, win an elimination to get to a final. And you want Nani to make it. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the veterans. We got Anissa is back. Where's Anissa? Well, she's on this goddamn show. I'll tell you that much. We asked where is Anissa for a year, and it looks like the challenge gods answered our prayers. She's looking pretty fierce in her uh, in her little uh, uh, profile pic here. So uh, hopefully she's she's ready to game. We got Ashley Mitchell as a veteran. Love. Gotta have Ashley Mitchell back. Um, that's her seventh challenge. Uh, it's Anissa's thirteenth challenge. So far, two of my faves. Wow, thirteen challenges. Uh, Corey is back. Third fave. I can't believe Corey and um, Ashley are veterans. Not only that, seven challenges deep for the both of them. That's wild. I mean, that is crazy. That really speaks to how many challenges they've been pumping out over the past few years. Yeah, I mean, really. And uh, uh, something that is just insane. Almost two decades 
worth of challenges. 17 challenges. Uh, Chris CT Tamborello is back. Wow. Do you, do, when are we going to see a challenge without CT, you think? Uh, 2028. Do you think, but do you really think you think it's, it's not going to? I think he's just going to keep riding it. Wouldn't you? Of course. This is his yeah. job. Yeah. And he's good at it. He's good at he's it. He's good at it. I'd like to see a little bit more proactive gameplay from him this year. I, don't I find him, him to be a little bit of a dud, yeah. to be honest. Um, the last thing he did that I thought was interesting was when he told that, uh, when he got in that fight with the NHL guy, NFL guy. Oh, uh, Terrell Owens. Yeah, on, on Champs, Champs versus, versus pros. pros. That was the last time was fun. that CT really stirred up shit mm. he's done some little things here and there but you know I, he's really just skating by on his good looks returning winner from last season um and now a veteran on her third challenge is d how folks. is she a veteran she's got three challenges i guess in, she and won she's a champ. yeah i mean yeah. that's a veteran baby wow i guess rookies you've never played before oh shit Jenna, we all thought her knee or yeah. leg was never going to ha- allow her ankle. to play a gear ankle. Shattered it. Eighth challenges for uh, Jenna. And now Jenna's been kind of boring the past few seasons. Yeah. Do you think that she's going to come back, make a comeback uh, in her social game? No. <laughs> <laughs> now talk about uh, not much of a veteran, but a veteran. We got uh, Jen, Jennifer West, who's the muscle-bound uh, Brit from- uh, Oh, wow. This is seasons. her second season. It's her second season. So they're throwing veteran around very loosely. Veteran you've played before. Okay. You've played before. Okay. Two challenges in, and uh, goddamn, the biggest veteran of them all, Johnny Bananas. 20th challenge. Ugh. 20th challenge, folks. I'm so tired of him. I'm not interested in watching a season with Johnny. Do you believe that Corey Wharton and Ashley Mitchell both have more seasons under their belt than the next man, the champ, Jordan Wisely? Whoa. Sixth. This is his sixth. Corey and Ashley both are on their seventh. Holy hell! And they've won, and he's won the shit out of this game. So good yeah. for him. Good for him. He's coming. I back. guess I'm okay. I'm. Like, I guess I'm fine to see Jordan back. Heavyweight coming at you. Third challenge as a veteran. Josh Martinez. Love folks. me some Josh. <laughs> Wait, you're not saying how you feel about people being back. How you feel about Johnny? How you feel about Jordan? How you feel about Josh? I could give a shit about Johnny. I'm excited to see Jordan because I feel like Jordan's our new man to beat. You mm, know, mm-hmm. he's really going to be coming in there as a guy that is uh, now established himself as one of the best players of all time on mm. the show. So I am happy, but um, I'm more happy to see a guy like Josh back. Yeah, quite to be Love quite honest. Josh. I I like him. I like the emotional game he plays. Yeah, I hope he joins up with the young bucks really kayla coming in at our fifth challenge very excited i know to you're see very kayla. you're team jayla so uh, yeah. really you're team kayla you look I'm, kayla. yeah i'm way more kayla than than jenna unfortunately jenna's just been boring to me since she got back together with zach i agree i'm very happy to see kayla show up on this game um i like her i think uh she stirs shit up uh, she is herself she is herself, she is herself. That's my boy. Fifth challenge in. You were worried about it, but Kyle is back, folks. I'm very happy to see Kyle. Kyle's Love one of the Kyle. best guys. Got great sound bites. A lot of fun to watch. Great addition. Very good addition. Uh, second challenge. Excited to see her back. Excited to see her back. We got Maddie, folks. Oh, Maddie yeah. from Party Down South. And Chain I believe smoking Maddie. Chain smoking Maddie. Uh, she's a, she could be a beast. Could be somebody to reckon with. Third challenge in uh, Melissa Reeves, folks. Oh, hell yeah. DJ. International DJ and Melissa. A mixed Reeves. martial artist as yeah. well. Melissa yep. Reeves, a Brit. 
Uh, here she is, Nani. I imagine Nani and Kayla will be a team since they now live together, I believe. Oh, yeah. Well, Nani and Jenna were like best friends, right? It's going to be somebody. To, and, you know, yeah. Josh is there is is the boy, too, over there. Yeah. So they, I'm already seeing something that's going to be happening. Yeah, over there. there we go. Uh, good to see Nani back. Ninth challenge for Nani. And Nani's the, a little hottie. The Young Bucks can't be the Young Bucks if we're not going to have a man named Nelson on the oh, show. There's Nelson, my boy. He's my number one. I'm very happy to see Corey and Nelson. Very happy. Corey and Nelson together are my fave. Okay, and, and a vet, and somebody who really proved themselves as being a slimy cat, and also a physically fit cat. We got Rogan on his third challenge. Back. You, you love to hate him. Love to hate him, but I actually like the guy. And yes, Bear is here for his third. Oh my challenge. god, Bear looking like he got some hair plugs. Yeah, for real. Um, and uh, Tori. Wow, this is a stacked. This team. is a stacked team. This is a fun okay, team. This trailer did not do no. this justice. No, not at all. Not, not at all. At all. Tori coming in our fourth challenge, folks. And I'm very excited to see Tori back. You know, we're big Tori. Their trailer should just be us talking about the the cast. That's what their trailer should be. Well, we also have Big T as a vet. Now that seems wrong. Oh, that, seems that is wrong. wrong. Big T you on know, her second I think challenge. She was, I remember reading somewhere that she was beloved by the challenge. Shipwrecked or whatever. Um, what? Oh, by the challenge. I think she was on a show called Shipwrecked. Oh, yeah. But I think by like the everyone else in the house really liked her. I think she was popular even though she went home early. The brawny man comes in on his 13th challenge. We got Wes. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we got some rookies, folks. So what do you think? What do you think about the vets? Vets are stacked. Vets are stacked. I think that's, I mean, it's fun because it seems like the best of all the teams of last season, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see that these folks are I would are like to honestly see Polly in there. I can do without Kara, but I would, I think Polly in there would have been an interesting addition. I disagree. Okay. I'm glad that they're not here. Okay. I want to see what the show is like a little bit without them. Yeah. Maybe I'll miss them. Maybe yeah. I'll miss them, but I, I'm interested in it. You ready for some rookies? Yep. Asaph Gorin who's from Big Brother Israel, and So You Think You Can Dance. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That He's from Are You the One. Asif? Oh, yeah, I guess Asif. That's, um... No, I don't think so. I don't yeah, think so. okay. Pause this right now. Okay. Wait a minute. He is from Are You the One. That's wild. I remember this guy. He's got long hair now. Um, yeah. Why didn't they? Why put wouldn't that? they put that there? That's why didn't their they put show. Are they you say the one? Big Brother Israel. Yeah, that's I, strange. That, that they is didn't. weird. That was Tori's season, right? Season four. I don't remember. Bailey Dayton. Let me see. Uh, from from Big Brother. Do I mean, not recognize I, this I, person. I don't know her. I don't know her. I mean, not much to say. Cute. She's cute. Uh, Christopher Jordan, Swaggy C. Williams from Big Brothers. I don't recognize this person, but I, I have seen people tweeting about them. Don't know. Seems confident. Guess because I remember the swaggy part. Casey Clark from Big Brother. It's all Big Brothers. So that's far. why they listed that under Asif's. It's Big Brother. What do you mean? Like this is clearly some sort of a conspiracy with Big Brother and the challenge. I guess because the next person, Faisal Sean Fessy Shafate, uh, is from Big Brother and American Ninja Warrior. Uh, Let me see. You got to show me these picks, babe. I figure if you don't know them. Yeah, but I still want to make sure I, you know their guy. image might. What do you think? Might uh, jar something. What do you think about Fessy? I've never seen him before. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's keep it moving here. We have Jay Starrett from, oh my from Survivor. God. Corey Jay Brooks. Yeah, Corey, Corey Brooks. Brooks. Jay Starrett was on uh, X on the Beach season two, America, I believe. Yeah, that's um, right. And, he was Morgan. Uh, Morgan's ex yeah. was on Survivor. Don't know anything about him on Corey Survivor. Brooks. We did watch a little bit of like a Survivor clip show. It seems like this guy was like some sort of a villain or something on there. Maybe. Um, we don't know. Jennifer Lee from The Amazing Race. Don't recognize her. 
don't recognize that's it. That's it. Huh, that seems like way shorter. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It does, doesn't it? I think we just talked a little bit more about uh No, feelings. that was way shorter. That was way shorter. It is interesting, isn't it? It does seem way shorter. Why did they not list Are You the One under his are they trying to, profile? Are they trying to uh, expunge dis- it from the record? They're distancing themselves from the franchise. One of the best shows of all time. Such a good show. And MTV, you fucked up, dog. Well, folks, I, I believe we're going to be recapping that uh, show, the new season, as we as we always do. So, of course. Um, we're going to figure out a way. We're going to figure out a way to make sure we get it as soon as possible. Show uh, premieres on April 1st, and so we'll be there right with it. Folks, let's take a break right here. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the uh, Disney Plus show Encore. And uh, also, we're going to talk a little bit about the past couple episodes of Survivor. Stick around, folks. Folks, we're back. What up, doggies? So uh, what we want to do is talk a little bit about uh, the past two episodes of Survivor. A.K.A. The Greatest Show We Haven't Been Watching. Yeah, for real. Uh, I believe it's episodes uh, three and four of season 40, uh, Winners at War, and wow, Ash. Five and six, I think. Uh, I don't know about that. Who knows? Uh, So, so, uh, Ashley, how how are you liking the uh, episodes? I love it. During the break, Nick, you were saying we should watch another episode or another watch season, a different season of Survivor. Mm. And I know I just said 30 minutes ago that I'd never want to watch television again, but I would jump on that train with a quickness because I am loving Survivor. Where have I been? Why haven't I been watching it? It's, it is everything that the challenge is not mm. and still in like they are very much this. Okay. I've been thinking a lot about the survivor and challenge because they are very similar in concept, true or false. True. But they're very different, true or false. True. And I kind of thought that because of that, then the the then survivor would not be as good as the challenge and it would have me missing the challenge. But it turns out they're just like peanut butter and jelly. They're both equally good and different. Well, I've said this plenty of times before, but what separates the two is the fact that we have a returning cast pretty much every season trying to avenge what happened last season to them. So you get the long-running storylines, which I like, but um, I didn't know any of these motherfuckers on season 40 here, and they're all winners and like stars of the show. I didn't know any of them, and it has not taken away an ounce of entertainment as far as... uh, because. the game is set up so uh, great, and it's such an entertaining game to watch. Now, going back to what we were saying before about watching a season, a prior season, yeah. Um, my issue is we're now watching like how many twenty winners? Yeah, of, like it's oh, going to be hard no to way navig- we won't know who the winner yeah, is. I know, isn't that kind of a bummer? That is a bummer. I didn't even think about that. Something that I did think about though is that on this season, um, and spoiler alert, obviously, you are listening to a podcast about reality television. We will be talking about the up to date information on whatever series we're watching. But something that is happening on Survivor is that like the big dogs, aka the veterans, aka the seniors, are uh, all being sent to Exile Island. They're all veterans, but what I guess separates the, the old school players, old school players from the new school players, is are the people that have played many, many times. And what is happening is. I, Ashley Brooke Roberts, am upset 
that the veterans, the seniors are all being sent away, that they're losing the upper hand, which is interesting because on the challenge, I'm always pulling for the rookies for yeah. the most part. Yeah. So I don't understand what that is about. Do you know what that can you can we analyze that for a minute? Like, why is it that on the challenge, like when Kayla and Corey and all and Tony and all of them came in and even the Brits, Georgia, Bear, Theo, I'm like, yeah, I'm pulling for them. I'm pulling for them. Um, whereas on this season, I don't, of the season of Survivor, I have no allegiance to any of these people and I'm feeling bad for the oldies. Could be because they're profiling them more. You're just getting to know them more. Uh, and so true. you're becoming more attached to them. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel that way. It, really? It's interesting. I'm the opposite. I actually, uh, am enjoying the, um, uh, people who have less experience trying to subvert what the vets are doing on the show uh, because for a second it seemed like it was not going to happen but I guess we can start jumping into exactly what happened so on the first episode of this run of two episodes we watch who was the person that went home remind me Natalie and and Natalie didn't go home she they, went to exile island. they go to extinction island extinction island Natalie and um, I don't even remember who Natalie is she's the one that you just asked about who's kicking ass on the exile island she was the person that they sent home? Oh, yeah, no. she was the first one who went to the exile island. I wasn't asking who the first person. I'm talking about in the run of episodes that we just watched. Uh, so we watched two episodes yeah. to report on? Yeah. So who was the first person? I know that Boston Rob went home oh, in the last episode. Oh, the first episode. person was Tyson. Tyson. Yeah. Okay, so, that's, so, so there, that leads up. So Tyson is a person that has apparently played this game many many times before and people are afraid of him and Austin also Boston Rob is another person that and has before played that this. it was Ethan but Ethan hadn't played since his season which was like many many years ago so he actually doesn't fall into the category of the Parvities of the Boston Robs what are you talking about he's aligned with them that is I his know, alliance but he is not of that elk he's just old the Boston Rob has played a bunch of times. Parvati has played like 40 times. And Tyson has played like 40 times. Is that true? Yes, it is true. And Ethan only 40? played once. Well, they I think they said that Tyson had been on the show four times before. Okay. And so that's why he was targeted. They were afraid that when they uh, the the um, tribes joined up and he got with Parvati and Boston Rob that it was going to be too hard for them to get them out. That's why it was important for them to get him on Extinction Island before that happened. And actually, that could have happened because what ended up happening was right after that episode, they didn't they they swapped up the teams, but it wasn't it wasn't that the teams merged. It was that there was now a third tribe. Yeah, they moved them all around could, into tribes of five. Could you tell if this was a an unprecedented event before? Could I, not tell. I couldn't tell if they had done where they were actually making them in three. They were expanding the tribes rather than condensing the tribes. Well, it's interesting because they basically there's two alliances forming amongst the tribes: the old versus the new, and and, and by new I mean the younger crop. And um, the old is dwindling. I mean, Ethan, Tyson, Amber, Boston Rob, the skinny woman who thought everyone was against her. Those are all part of like, that's all part of one alliance. Natalie's the only one there who's not really in their alliance. And by the way, folks, Natalie 
kicking ass on Extinction Island. Yeah, it's awesome. She's really, I mean, she is a machine. I'm pulling for her. I want her to come back and win everything. I like Ethan uh, quite a bit, but I am sort of pulling for her as well. I saw someone on Twitter tweet like, Ethan, we love you, but like you should retire and go do motivational speeches at colleges. And I was like, such a shit upon move. I was like, well, it, it would work for him. So, um, I want to talk about this one thing and then maybe we can move on. But okay. uh, how interesting was it? The Once they move into three tribes, right? Yeah. And now we have uh, Adam, we have Boston Rob, and we have Ben, who are all on the same tribe together. Then we have Sophie and we have Sarah, yep. correct? You got so it. So that is the new tribe mm-hmm. that is formed. Yeah. Um, That's and the green tribe. So the green tribe. So we have Boston Rob, Ben, and Adam who had all gone for each other's throats. They had all like definitely slighted one or no- uh, one another yes. at some point in the past week. Yes. And so it was interesting because the women who join up with them who are not on their tribe, they are at first realizing that like, ah, fuck, we're outnumbered here with these three guys. They probably have a tight knit, a little alliance. And, and it turns out. And they're like, wait a minute. This is a fractured Team. Yes, and so they uh, attempt to pull either Ben or Adam on their side, if not both, to try to get Rob voted in. And how interesting was it, Rob's uh, maneuver, which apparently is something that he's known for, which is the buddy system. I hated it. You hated it? Yeah, the buddy system is basically like no one's allowed to leave the campfire. No one's allowed to leave camp so so that they can check up on each other and make sure they're not running off into the woods with one of these new gals to make a plan. Well, before that, so Rob gets the two men, Adam and Ben, and goes hey listen listen like we can just vote one of these people out let's choose sarah they choose sarah and it's like i want to be secure in this so when we go back to camp no one leaves camp yeah everybody sits by the fire the entire day until we go to the to the council and we should say that they had lost the daily and they were going to tribal council and that's what was causing all of this because as soon as they returned to camp rob was like ben adam come talk to me and they met at like the watering hole yeah and made this plan and then they were like yeah we and then like adam and ben were like yeah whatever you say boston rob we got your back and then boston rob was like okay no one can leave camp we're doing the buddy system and then they just sat in silence at camp all day it was such a power move. Yeah, it, it really was. It was such like a throwing your weight around like no one fucking leaves camp. We all sit here and we look at each other for fucking 24 hours. And then the gals got up and went to the watering hole and they were like, what the fuck is going on? This sucks. They were like, Boston Rob's an asshole. I don't want to play the game with him. I-, I was shocked by that. And so they get back and boom, Boston Rob gets voted out. So little moves and little like, because you would see clips of like uh, Boston Rob would like turn his head and Ben would like give a thumbs up to like Sarah and, you know, same thing with adam so yeah somebody went i don't know who it was they didn't reveal who voted for who but either both of them or one of them went against boss and rob and eventually got him sent to extinction island which was interesting to see i I actually i mean yes it was a bummer to if you were there like i get it it's a bummer but that was really fun for me to watch like play out yeah that is true it was exciting to me 
It was an interesting dynamic. I will say that if I I only watched the first season of Survivor. Yeah, me too. I remember it being that you got to see who everyone voted for and why. And so I find this like them only showing us like one or two votes to be frustrating. I want to know who everyone freaking voted for. It's the same with the challenge when they don't give me everyone's time yeah, on a sure. daily. I mean, you like, got to be able to edit for for for. I don't I don't hold I don't hold the producers the editors for that. I, I do. I want all the information. I really like these tribal councils where we have um who's the uh, host Jeff Jeff, Jeff is. Probes, uh, and he and I like the way he holds these. They're kind of like almost like city council meetings, and like little like uh, almost like reunions. I like, know he reminds me of Andy Cohen yeah. a lot because he's like, well, what do you mean by that? Well, I saw you do. He's like paying attention. He's paying attention. And he asks good questions, and we had a tribal council in the past two episodes where they just talk about what it's like, like playing with celebrities. Yeah, like it's like, hey, guys who haven't played this game that much but have won, what is it like playing with these people who are legends on this game? like give us a little something and we got to hear um you know this guy nick who talked about how parvati was his crush in high school yeah and uh a whole bunch of fun stuff and i really was sort of delighted by the fact that they were talking about these legendary players while they were there and what it's like i mean guys quite honestly i don't know if i've had as an enjoyable experience watching reality television um overall because you know i don't feel there there's something about like a game like Temptation Island where yes, I'm enjoying this, but it's such a guilty enjoyment in a way where I kind of feel like I'm almost being poisoned by it, but it's it's great. I really don't get those vibes on on Survivor. It it really almost feels like a wholesome good for you great time yeah well temptation island is like junk food or gossip where you're like enjoying it but it makes you feel bad afterwards survivor is like um it feels like you're watching people do cool shit navigate social situations i for one would love to be in okay get me in there get me on survivor i'm trying to make alliances and you're right it doesn't feel you don't feel empty after you watch it yeah. same with the challenge i don't feel empty after i watch the challenge and i'm not i had a bad pit in my stomach for um, most of last season season. well that was because of the cara alliance that was dominating the season and honestly just stressing everybody out i was actually at a birthday party on saturday and um i was talking to a hardcore challenge fan who just completely missed last season didn't watch it at all something happened with their cable provider um but they were get they were followed everybody on social media so they knew what happened and stuff they were like asking me if if they should watch it and i was like honestly it was there's a lot of duds last season but there are two perfect episodes and you should watch the entire season for those two episodes. Yeah. And you know what I'm talking about? The Laurel, um, Natalie elimination Uh and then the Josh and Jordan. And for me, that those two episodes make all of last season worth it. Yeah, those were great. I mean, I'm never going to talk shit about the challenge. It's my favorite show of all time. Um, something about the Survivor or about Survivor though that I found really interesting is like I am developing fandom for people I don't know, and that hasn't happened 
on like it, it's happened on like love island and stuff but that is more of me like being interested in someone yeah like what are these people about yeah that's different than like a competition show where you're like i'm pulling for you i want you to win and on the challenge i always i know everybody going into it because i've seen their real world season or their are you the one season you know and so this is interesting because like i like this girl what's her name meredith no danielle no natalie pause it michelle i like michelle i don't know who she is i don't know where she comes from i just am enjoying her for who she is on this season that's the first time in a competition show like that is of this nature that that has happened for me it's sarah Sarah the cop. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah's great. I think she's awesome. Yeah, Sarah's and very I, awesome. And I want her to win this season. I like Sarah a lot. I like Yule I, a Yule, lot. I like Yule a lot. I like Wendell a lot. I like I that li- alliance. Yeah, um, I like Wendell. Wendell and uh, what's her name? Meredith? Yeah, <laughs> Michelle. 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 They and were exes. I like that they're exes. That's great. I like Parvati a lot. Uh, Parvati. Parvati. Yeah, Parvati is good. I really do. I like Boston Rob. I, I, I like too. Ben. I don't like Adam. Now- this is why we have to talk about this and this is the the, i'm shaking my head y'all i'm shaking my head folks adam people don't like him on the internet we talked about that last week but i this is how i want to end our little survivor thing for some reason (laughs) while we're watching this show a couple days ago ashley looks at lily and goes adam you're adam and just starts calling lily adam she was doing something that was just so Adam. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I was like, Adam, what are you doing? And the name has now stopped. Folks, we call Lily Adam now. <laughs> it's very bizarre. I don't know how it's stuck, but it made us laugh so I mean, hard the first time. And I, it's been three days where we're like, where's Adam at? Somebody has to feed Adam. 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 Adam's in Adam's box. Adam, what are you doing? Adam. Uh, she's responding to Adam. <laughs> I think this whole time she's been an Adam and we had no idea. Lily's name is Adam now. Um, Okay, let's move on from here. Let's talk about our premiere show of the week. That is Encore on the Disney Plus Network. Now, The Disney Plus. (laughs) Folks, we're drinking wine. Um, Yes, Disney Plus. I know not all of you have Disney Plus, but quite honestly, Encore is maybe a reason why you should maybe get the free trial, right? I think so. Oh, you were going to say something else. Okay, let me give a... Because it's interesting. We have two different feelings on this. Uh, something insane has happened. <laughs> something really, uh, truly... we're going to talk about it. Wild has happened. So let me give you guys a uh, the premise of the show, okay? And folks, if you were ever in, in theater in high school, this may be the show for you. So what happens is uh, Kristen Bell... Yeah. She is the host. I'm, Wife don't of have, Jack... Shepherd? I don't know. Jack? So we don't ever see her really in the show. So she's not, she just kind of does the introduction and then that's it. But so the whole idea for the show is this, okay? Uh, you uh, take, uh, you find a high school that did a production of a musical in some day, de- in some year, okay? It so has to be in the past. In the past, <laughs> okay? And the episodes that we watched, the high schools that was, was 1995, 2007, 2009, or something like that. And uh, there's 12 episodes of this show, so they, they range the years. And then you go and you get the cast and you get them to do an encore performance of the show that they did. 
And we watched three episodes, okay? The first one we watched was episode one, and we saw uh, a cast from 1995 who did Annie, and they come back in the year 2019, they do Annie. The second one we watched was episode two. I think it was 97, but which, potatoes, potatoes. Potatoes, I think it was 96, actually. Okay. Uh, there we go. Okay. And number uh, in 2007, Correct. I believe, uh, they did uh, Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. and we watched them do the revival the encore of that and then we watched the 12th episode the final episode which was from 2008 i believe uh when they did the uh, uh ragtime in 2008 in california now it just so happens that that 12th episode of ragtime on the show encore had Chelsko in the cast. It just so happens. What are you talking about? It's the whole reason we watch this show. It's the whole reason we watch this show. Now you guys know Chelsko. She was from um, uh, X on the Beach, Mm -hmm. uh, and you may know her from what's the YouTube show that we watched uh, all of that. Oh yeah, Um, after the party. No, staying relevant. (laughs) Staying relevant. After the party is a pretty good good. spin on staying relevant. She, we loved Chelsko because of her messiness on reality television. We found her to be a cult reality television figure (laughs) she's She's, a strange human she's fun she adds something to whatever she's in and it's usually a certain amount of oddness and i think that she told us she was on this is that true because i had tagged her in a picture (laughs) on our instagram and then she messaged us and was like hey guys i'm in a new reality show or she put she tagged us in something about a new disney show i actually just remembered that we talk about Chelsko on the internet, and then she found us and reached out to us. And it's making me now uh, feel weird about talking about her here because she not might listening. listen. To, she might listen to this, folks. I don't know that other podcasts are talking about Chelsko. I just don't know. I don't think, you know what, honestly, I don't care if she's listening because I think of us as Chelsko supporters in this house. If there's anybody that we support or have shouted out more, it's Chelsko. Um, so what we may talk about as far as her, her episode and all that stuff, still, I mean, yes, it was interesting. It was compelling. But I want to talk, Ash, go ahead. You're remember, waving your hand in front of me. Remember the rumor? Of course. Who was that with? His name started with a T. Oh, now I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Chelska's good for rumors. <laughs> she's good for body glitter. I think she's the reason staying relevant even happened. I know. And then remember that e-money video, and they were like, and then like the 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 files got disrupted, so Chelsko and her cousin went went over there. Chelsko's the, cousin had yeah. a like, strong arm, like. A, <laughs> All right, we're all over the place. So let's talk a little bit about this show. So first of all, we pop on the first episode, and they're doing a production of Annie, right? And the immediate thing that strikes me about this is that it is exactly like the movie Waiting for Guffman. If you've ever seen the Christopher Guest movie Waiting for Guffman about a small town that does a production of a musical that's based around the founding of the town— and it stars Eugene Levy, it stars Catherine O'Hara, Christopher Guest, Parker Posey, Parker Posey, Fred A-lister, Willard. A lot of incredible people. And and it's made by the same guy who made uh, Best in Show, which mm-hmm. is probably like the most famous of the Christopher Guest. These movies are improvised uh, based on a through line. It's kind of how Curb Your Enthusiasm makes television. But uh, this guy, Christopher Guest, was doing it years and years ago. Um, Spinal Tap was done this way, which actually features Christopher Guest as well. This movie 
is encore. I mean, especially with the older folks. And now we only watched one episode that had something to do with the 90s. I know there's a lot more. I know personally I'm going to go back. This felt like Waiting for Guffman. I was laughing at the same shit that I laughed at this movie Waiting for Guffman, specifically where it's like first day you get like the director who's coming in, he's like a real director. Um, who had directed stuff on Broadway, and you have a real musical director and a real choreographer, and now you're dealing with these older, overweight people that did not follow their dreams to be on Broadway, and they're just moms and uh, people who work in HR, and now they have to get on stage and they have to sing. And the two things that they do is, number one, they have to break them out of their comfort zone, and they have to have them sing publicly, which is always fun, but not as fun as at least this first episode where they just play some music and they're like just dance get in your bodies and dance and it is the most waiting for guffman moment i've ever seen in real life ever i mean it's not real life it's reality tv but still just watching these people dance and move their shoulders and just (laughs) it was it was beautiful you know it's hilarious folks it's wonderful to see the human spirit shine without any sense of self-awareness and that is what is happening on this show nick was so excited about this show that after we watched it we watched the movie waiting for guffman i had to watch it and waiting for guffman holds up folks it's hilarious i love it yeah and it it really is this fucking show it really really (laughs) is you're 100 right now i wanted to say something when you were talking about Kristen Bell, someone uh, messaged us on Instagram and they said, I don't know how much she got paid to host that show, but it was too much. Yeah. And they, you're 100% right because she is not in this at all. In fact, even the third ep that we watched, she doesn't even intro or come at the end. What was Kristen Bell doing? Yeah, because in the episode, first two episodes we watched, she would show up on the show night. Yeah, and, and she would kind of introduce it. She'd be like, in 1997, the cast of... Yeah, blah, 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 did blah, the blah, blah. And uh, we should note that they have to get this together in like one week's time. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, pretty phenomenal what you get to see in one week's time. Yeah. And um, honestly, of the three performances, the first one from 95 was a little shaky. Yeah. The second two were pretty incredible. The third one was almost like the third one was it was almost perfect yeah it was on it was unreal because it seemed like the chelsco episode which we'll focus on here is where they did ragtime and it seems like 90 percent of the cast that they brought back can really sing like actual singers like really sing. whereas the first episode i think they did the right thing starting this season off with that first episode because they were just um old enough that they could still like they were just old enough that they could still do these dance moves and things, but they also had sort of a fish out of water feeling yeah, to it. Yeah. Whereas, but when we watched this third, this third app that we watched, which was actually the twelfth in the season, I yeah, think, yeah, the last step. Um, you're like, well, these people could just put this show on, you know, next week if they wanted to. They have, they still have the chops. Um, so a couple of notable things in this Chelsco episode, okay? My God, we're just so, gonna talk about the Chelsco. We got to. I mean, this is what it is. So Chelsco, so Chelsco, um, shows up. And uh, she's, you know, she's Chelsco and she shows up and what Chelsco does anytime she kind of enters a scene, she like runs in and hugs a person. Yeah. Which to me is just straight up nervousness. Yes. Like that reads oh to me like anxiety. Like every time Chelsco shows up, she's like, oh, hi, and runs over and hugs somebody. And that person is like, hey, like yeah. not that into it. Yeah. Um, And so. Or if someone walks into the room, she also is like, oh, my God, hi. 
right. Yeah. Like she, there's a lot of very effusive greetings. And she um, is so done up. Like she has these crazy outfits for these things. She's all in pink and one. She yeah. match and, and they do, they, they make sure to profile like her outfits as far as like she matches her nails and changes them every single day based on the color of her outfit. And she says that she's like, I'm a professional singer. So the stakes are higher for me because like, I think she's coming in feeling like I'm going to a basically a high school reunion and I have to show people that I did make something of myself. And I'm a pro. Right. I'm Whereas everyone star. else is like, I'm an HR rep. Yeah, I'm a mom. Which, by the way, Asia loved Asia, her. Yeah, she was incredible. Loved her. She should I, be on Broadway. She should have her own reality show and so should Chelsko. There should be two reality yes. shows well, they spawned be, off. They should have the same show. No. I don't want them on the same <laughs> show. I want them to have two different shows. So, um, so that's, I mean, that. so we see some, they, they kind of focus on Chelsko's outfits quite a bit throughout yes, this. Yes. And what happens eventually is the director comes up to her. She's like there to like rehearse. She plays Harry Houdini in Ragtime. Yeah. And she's got one line and uh, she. Which they stress at they one stress. point where she's like, of course I know my line. It's yes. a one line. So then they, um, the director pulls her aside when they're about to do their first like full run through and she's dressed in high heels and a full leopard outfit yeah she's very she's very done up and the director pulls her aside and we get to see this moment where the director basically dresses her down and tells her chelsco like first of all like you're hiding you have this shield up like how am i supposed to envision what you look like as harry houdini if you've got this shield up of these outfits like what are you doing you showed up in high heels how are we going to get this done and Chelsko, to her credit, completely accepts all the criticism. Yeah. Shows up the next day in hip-hop gear. I mean, I thought she had a cool-ass <laughs> outfit. She did. She did. Um, everybody seems very happy with that. The other thing that happens during this is they're all eat, like going over lines eating lunch, and somebody calls her Chelsea. Yeah. And she goes, uh mm, mm, mm. And, and they're like, oh, excuse me, Chelsko. And they're like, what's up with the Chelsko? They're like, it's hard for me to keep calling you Chelsko. I'm not trying to. I believe Asia actually says when they first meet, it's like, yeah, I, I followed her on Instagram and it was like, you're Chelsky, but you like have like a different, you're doing like a different thing with your name. And she's like, yeah, it's Chelsko. Yeah. I always found it strange that her name was Chelsko. I, I was like, what? it was a family me, name. <laughs> me too. Turns out. That's her brand. Yeah. And she's trying to keep the brand going. And so she needs everybody to call her Chelsko. And she says that. She's she like, does say that. She's like, I'm not trying to be like too dramatic with having making everyone call me Chelsko, but I am branding myself. I am and... Chelsko. I need people to be able to find my music. Yeah. I'm Chelsko. Yeah. Everybody's like, okay, totally cool. Totally yeah. cool. And then this is really the moment is they as Ashley said before they talked about how um the character of Harry Houdini has one line she does sing in the ensembles yeah has one line and they decide that they're gonna put um Harry Houdini on wires upside down for a grand entrance a grand entrance and for the line they're practicing it she seems really excited to do it it she's looks thrilled. cool to me she drops to her knees in excitement when she finds out that she's gonna be up on the on the wires yeah we get to the actual show it's basically like the first scene <laughs> We get uh, Harry Houdini out on the wires. Uh, Harry Houdini begins to do their line and completely blows it. Just blank, <laughs> flutters, Chelsko. looks around, starts laughing, covers their Comes mouth. Their mouth, and then like the person who had the next line is like, 
and now it's time for me. Yeah. And then they just move out, and Chelsko fucking loses it. Yeah, they bring her backstage, and she just crumbles. She's, like, doing interviews with the camera, like, in between scenes, being like, I don't know what happened. It was a car crash. It feels like my someone stole my dog. Hold on. And then, like, yeah, runs off on stage. run out, and... I mean, to her credit, she picked it back up. The rest of the show was great, and 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 she actually was really uh, gracious in the way that she kind of yeah. Chelsko's great. I yeah. mean, you should watch it. You should watch that episode just for Chelsko and for that moment, which yeah. is truly like cringy and also cannot look yeah. away. Something overall notes on the show that I find I, I there's something interesting. Now I was in um, drama in high school. I did a couple of uh, shows. Uh, Ashley, you did uh, one. I did a couple. Or two. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I. I find it interesting a part of the show is they'll bring in the old director and then they surprise the director to have a part in the show and it always every single one of the episodes we watch it director seemed like they were too involved in the students lives yeah. in high school yeah like it's like all, as soon as the director showed up like somebody would start crying and be like mr tony was my pseudo father in high school yeah and really yeah. was with and then they have they, they mrs manfeld taught me everything about what kind of person i wanted yeah. to be it really makes me think about how we are at kids in comedy to be yeah, honest yeah it's like you can't get that deep all of a sudden these kids start getting attached to you they start thinking isn't you're, that you're, a good thing I, I don't want to be involved like that i really don't it's too much too much pressure um besides chelsko though i would say like Every episode has like three or four incredible characters that you can't make up. Like these are not scripted characters. Everyone is so unique and interesting. And every episode has people that like I am compelled to watch. Yeah. Asia was, I think, you know the star of that episode yeah yeah she was good um i think the 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 episode before that who really stood out to you the mentalist and the voice actress or the cop who uh didn't want to shave his head yeah because he had cancer it's just like real life and like somehow the way that this format is set up is that it's reality television but it is so genuine and you really get a portrait of who these people are and now don't you I don't think you it's do time. it don't I think you it's do time it. don't you do it to talk a little bit about this as we close out this show there, a certain phenomenon happened on this I don't even know how to you said you wanted to talk about it on the podcast I don't even know how we're going to talk about it because honestly I don't even understand it so we put on this first episode they're hour long I would say about halfway through Ashley starts to well up with tears and she starts to cry. By the end of it, I'm sobbing. And then sobbing. I sobbing. I cried for the rest of the night. Rest of the night. Yeah. And she wouldn't watch the next episode, and I was couldn't understand why. Eventually, I trick her the next night to watch the next episode. But I think a it, day passed in between. A day it, passed, and I thought, you know what? I had cabin fever that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was feeling bad. I can watch it. I can do it again. We get about three minutes in. Ashley starts crying, cries through the entire episode. Cries through the entire thing. Sobs all the whole night. Have to go take a shower. Come out of the shower crying. Starts yelling at me. Why would you make me watch this? How? I can't watch this anymore. I'll never watch another episode of this. Ashley, what is this show doing to you? It touches on something very tender in my heart that I don't fully understand. But it brings me back to my high school self when I was doing musicals. It brings me back to the the confusion of being a teenager. And it is mixed 
with a heavy helping of nostalgia and um, a cold, hard existential crisis over the passing of time. And those three things combined make me weep uncontrollably. It's pretty remarkable. I mean, I mean, this is like slobbering on herself crying. Like, it's not just like a tear drops. I don't cry like that. Yes, you do. What? <laughs> yes, you do. When was the last time I cried like Anytime that? Anytime you're dealing with the passage of time, Ashley, you start crying this way. It's pretty. It's wild. I don't remember the last time I cried like that. All right. Well, I'll take notes. Yeah. Now. Keep a record. Here is the most interesting part. She can't, literally, pretty much can't get through at, to asking me to stop playing the episodes. Episodes one's at one and two. Today, we pop on the Chelsko episode. This motherfucker doesn't cry once. That's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsko's my girl. There's something about I gotta see what happens to Chelsko. <laughs> Laughing the whole time. Yeah, it was enjoyable. <laughs> I enjoyed that episode. I mean, the stark contrast, folks. Yeah. Can't even believe it. Uh, guys, I want to watch the rest of Encore. I think I will watch the rest of Encore. I haven't even, I haven't even finished Mandalorian, and I'm going to watch the rest of this Encore show. I It brought me back to high school, what it was like to be in these productions, um, I, I started to think like, what if this happened to me? What if they wanted to do a, a little Abner again? You know, what if they wanted to do, uh, 10 little Indians again? And would I be able to do it? And what would it be like seeing these people? Well, first my buddy Connor, who I actually am still friends with was in these shows. It'll be fun to see him and hang out with him. But the rest of the folks I hadn't seen in a long time, I, I just, I kind of want it to happen to me a little bit, you know? I want to see those old directors, Miss Miss uh, Miss Filosa, Miss Scalzo. It'd be I great to see them again. I agree with you. I I, I follow Miss Filosa on Instagram. Her name is Miss Palmer now. I hadn't really thought about like if this happened to me, but it did cause me to look up um, a lot of people that I did musicals with in high school, yeah. see where they're at. And then I started going like, whatever happened to my high school reunion? I never got notified on it. I never I never found out anything about it. And then I found a Facebook page devoted to it. Um, it had happened. And I was on the Facebook page and I was like, for like 30 minutes, I was just looking at the pictures of these people being like, wow, their, their faces have changed so much. I don't recognize anyone. Yeah. And then I realized it was a different high school. <laughs> <laughs> but I was on there for like 30 minutes. And they were like, who is this person? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it really got, I mean, it's, it, it's, there's something It's pretty... fucked up. It's a fucked up show. Okay. <laughs> it's going to make you, rem like, if no. you were in theater in Lies. high school, it's, it's going to bring you to that place. No. And it's going to. Fuck you, man. I was in theater in high school. It brought me to a great place. It just reminded me of how like goofy these people were. I I was a person who ran in a bunch of different circles and me being in drama and being in theater was not what my friends in high school did. I was the only person in my real friend group. Um, well, that's not totally true, but I, I would say I did not hang out with the drama kids. I really didn't. And then so I would do drama and uh, it was... Um, you know, I was good at it and I enjoyed it. And so I got to to taste this world, but also I lived in other worlds. And I, I don't, I, I feel a little nostalgic about it, but I also feel like I didn't throw myself into it and didn't cherish it enough. Um, and honestly, looking back on all of those, those people, I probably followed, I probably did more live performance than anybody else that was like the, the kings and queens of the drama club. 
in my real life. So I guess I, I absorbed enough of it and followed through enough of it to to kind of put it to use and and not lose it because that's a, something you get to see on these shows is people being like, wow, this really reignited my love for live performance. And it's like, motherfucker, I've been live performing. You know, I've written plays, performed plays, written sketch shows, performed sketch shows, and God damn it, I get to perform stand-up comedy whatever I want to as well. So I get to do these things. And so I'm not looking at this being like, wow, what could have been? I'm living that life. I get to do all these things. And so it makes me happy that I got that experience. But there was something about being, you know, 15 years old, 16 years old, and feeling like the world depended on, like, this show going off. But I've had so many experiences where people I, – I, I had – in my shows, I was notable for – people who were blowing lines on stage and I covered with them with the improv skills of a, of a, of a Chris Gethard. You know what I mean? I, Jesus. I it's true. Listen it's to true. this guy. You guys hearing this guy? I really happened. It happened to me multiple Babe, times. I believe it. I where, believe it. Where You've people got blew skills. lines and then I had to like say their lines as if they were my lines in order for the show to continue. I believe it. I just think it's interesting. Life. You shut me down with an F you to then go <laughs> on about to wax poetic about your talent in high school. Well, you were saying this is an evil show. I don't think it's evil, but I do say approach it with caution. No, go in with an open heart, guys. Okay, guys, that's been the app. Watch your wash your goddamn hands and Please stop putting your mouths on safe. public things. Stop licking poles. Hide your old okay? people. Stop leaving your saliva. If you guys feel weird out there because of the virus and all these things that are happening, guys, it's going to get worse. Go ahead and email Nick. us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and follow us at reality blows pod on twitter or at reality blows podcast on instagram and let us know how you're feeling you're feeling weird we're in new york city we don't know that we have any other new york city fans so if you want to check up on us that's how you do it you could also rate us five stars on the apple podcast app and you know we got a patreon patreon.com forward slash reality blows we're going to put out our first of the march episodes uh i believe it's coming out this week so make sure that you check on that i think ashley and i are going to be doing some sort of a relationship quiz yeah and uh, i got some things to say and, about some uh, other stuff so if you want to know about uh, how ashley and i match up on a relationship level where well, you're gonna have to pay five bucks a month and you get two episodes patreon.com not only do you get two episodes you get all the episodes that came between came between came, came before between. and you get the my favorite episode we've ever done which is the sort of field piece episode yeah. of my live show from Union Hall, which was How to Survive the Apocalypse, which now feels very important. Yeah. My favorite show we ever did was when we went uh, uh, to uh, Washington State. That was a great episode. And another field piece. And by the way, our hearts go out to our folks in Washington State. That was such a good episode. We should re-release that. Mm, well, I don't know. Maybe we should take this off pod. Folks, that has <laughs> been the podcast. Thank you so much li for listening. Thank you, guys. <laughs> follow us on the stuff. F guys, follow us. Bye. Just follow us. <laughs>